All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Fight Fit Podcast. Um, we've got somebody who's been wanting to come in here for a long time. You've been wanting to come on the podcast, mate. How does it feel to finally be on? Yeah, mate. It's it's it really is a dream come true. Obviously, um, just trying to help you find your way in life, I guess, and <laughs> um, you know, anyways, make your own path. Jordan Degoe here, guys. Collingwood footballer, as many of you may know, this head from the TV. Uh, if you're Collingwood supporters in particular, how is that hamstring of yours, big fella? The hamstring is really good, guys. So I'm, I've been uh, a bit unlucky, I guess, in my recovery. It's been been a bit slower than I would have liked, but um, obviously pointy end of the season now. So ready to get rock and rolling and everything's feeling really good. Geelong, first first week of the finals. How yep. are you feeling about them? You I've, lost to them round one. That's correct. Yeah, we did lose, but no, I feel really good. Um, I think, you know, anything can happen in, happen in finals and finals, you know, is a whole different ball game. So... Um, we're lucky enough to be experienced it last year and, and we know what to expect. So mm. um, we'll come out there, ne- there next week and, and we'll have a red hot crack. So it should be good. There's eerie similarities to last year. I mean, you guys have like how many injuries? I can't even count, probably like 15 injuries or whatever. You've got a few coming back yourself, Steele, Darcy, coming back for finals. Last year was pretty similar. And then you guys really hit your strap in finals. Even that was similar to the fact that you were injured at the end of last year and came back for finals, right? So yeah, correct. So last year I just had stress fractures in my shins, mm. um, which was obviously frustrating, and now the hamstring. So um, it, it, it for me, it's probably going to be a blessing in disguise. I guess I get to go out there feeling fresh and probably the best I've felt all year. So for me personally, it's been really good. Obviously for the club, we have had a lot of injuries, and obviously that's something you don't really want. Um, but at the same time, it is what it is, and. Like you said before, we really hit our straps come this time last year. So um, we'll go out there. Um, we'll try and obviously connect as a group and really put our best foot forward come finals. You, you still have 15 wins under your belt. Oh, I think it's 15 wins under your belt. Um, what do you think you've really been lacking when you haven't gotten the results or when you've been a bit flat and you have got the wins? I think the the ones we've lost, we've been patchy. It's always been close. Like even Geelong round one, we just lost. So it wasn't by much. So... Um, you know, all you need in in a game, you know, is two disappointing, you know, quarters and, and that, that'll really do it. Um, so you just got to be on your A game, I guess, come mm-hmm. every quarter. And um, that's probably something I guess we'll focus on is making sure it's a four-quarter effort. Mm. And you've got Steele coming back. He's going to be a big one. Only out for a week though. Yeah, he just busted an arm, unfortunately, the big fella. <laughs> <laughs> What's he like on around the club, big Steele? Yeah, it was. He gave yeah, me a pair of boots at the start of the season. I was pretty happy with that. Yeah, yeah. No, Steel's Steel's um, he's a gun. He's been so good for a long period of time. But it's pretty funny watching him, you know, with a busted nut. Yeah, I must say. <laughs> Thank you very much to Steel for the pair of boots as well. I'm sure he'll be watching. And uh, Darcy, you came through the juniors with Darcy. Tell yep. us a bit about him as a man and as a player. Yeah, so Darcy is very switched on. Um, very good football. Very athletic. Um. But at the same time, I think, you know, that's probably been his downfall in, his way, in a way that he's so athletic and, you know, um, so fast and everything like that, that he does, you know, often get soft tissue injuries, which is frustrating for him and especially the team. But would know, he be if, one of the quicker ones? Or? He would be, yeah, he would be one of the quicker ones. But, you know, like I was saying, he can do it all. He can mark, jump, kick, sprint, mm. you know what I mean? So uh, it's good to have that in your arsenal. Yeah, um, and he's sort important. Of, uh, start to his career because of his injuries but i reckon he could go yeah exactly he can be one that just take the game by the scruff of the neck so that should be exciting 100 percent. and so when you put your head on your pillow at night time and you're looking back onto last year you look back at that last day in september or whatever whenever it was yeah um 
I don't remember much of it. <laughs> but how do you feel um, about that now? Yeah, I'm probably more, if I'm looking at it, I'm pretty proud, I guess. Um, not many people can say they've played in an AFL grand final, even though we lost, which obviously isn't, isn't the best. But um, at the same time, no one expected us to be there. So to prove everyone wrong, I guess, um, that was probably the best part. And that's something I enjoy doing to people as often as possible is proving them wrong. So we came out as a team who was young, you know, no one thought would even make the eight, let alone the top four and then the grand final. So um, we know what to expect and we're going to be better off from the experience and just hold us in good stead for this year. A lot of people say that you know, we'll be better off for the experience, but how does the experience make you better off? Uh, just the want. Do you reckon the blokes at West Coast want it more after they've already got one? You know what I mean? It's like everything. If you've already got one of them, then does it really drive you to get another one? I think that's probably what makes the best players great is they want that hurt. That want, yeah, that hurt and they use that hurt in a positive way. So, um, you know, it's it's going to be up to us to to make sure, you know, we win all the games up until the grand final because that's still a long way away. So, mm. How's the atmosphere around the club considering that you guys got a uh, finals campaign coming up? You'd be a little bit, I don't know, you'd, you'd tell me. It's good. It's really good. I think everyone's really excited. You know, everyone's obviously doing extra touch, uh, extra massages, extra recovery. Everyone really wants to You'd set themselves up. Yeah, yeah. I love myself <laughs> a good massage. So um, you often find me in there or sitting in the spa. So yeah. <laughs> they're usually the two places you'd find me at the club. Yeah, awesome. So you boys reckon you're obviously in with a good chance at the moment? Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, we've, we've well, proved a lot that of last year. We do have a lot of doubters and, and to be honest, that's that's just the footy world, I guess, you know. Everyone's saying we're not playing that good, we still finish fourth, so can't be playing too bad. So um, you don't you don't really listen to that? I mean, a lot of people say they don't listen to that, but I'm sure you've got to hear it in the side of your ear. Oh, you hear it, but it's more just, you know, these media people have to have an opinion, you know. That's that's what sells articles, I guess, is someone voicing their opinion that no one else agrees with, but that controversy is what makes that story big, so... Um, that's, I guess that's their job and everyone understands that. Um, but for us, we know what we're good at, what we need to work on. So it's pretty simple for us. Mm. And what, what do you need to work on? Do you feel? Uh, what are the for things me, that you're really focusing on for going into this finals campaign? Uh, it's just be consistent. I think that was my whole goal for the whole year and, um, disappointing with my hamstring cause I thought I was having a, a pretty consistent year. So for me, it's just trying to, you know, get back to being my best and, obviously have a really good finals campaign because that's what I enjoy. So Yeah. And how's your relationship with Bucks? Bucks, uh, me and Bucks, yeah, we've grown over time, I guess. And I think a lot of that has been just him growing as a person, I think. He got told, I think, towards the end that he needs just to relax a little bit and, and just let us do our thing because he was just so um, – he was so – uh, how can I say, focus in us doing well. He put so much effort into it, but clearly weren't the results weren't... Was this 2017? Yeah, this was 2017. Yeah. yeah, the results weren't going our way and obviously it was creating a lot of stress and everything like that. But um, he, he learnt, I reckon, over that year that he needs to just put more trust in the playing group and the people around him and, and just kind of take a step back. And, you know, he's he's done that and he's allowed people to grow as, you know, as individuals, however that may be. And I think that's that really started... To so show maybe giving people playing. a little bit more of more license to be themselves. Yeah, and, definitely. I think you know not everyone loves football, so they're allowed to not love football if that makes sense. As you much know as what I mean? He did, as yeah. much as he did. So everyone's different, and he allowed that 
every individual to shine and, and I think that's why our football becomes so good. Mm, so you think perhaps he's tried to change his mentality from coming in and thinking that everyone's going to work as hard as he did and, you know, do all of the extras that he did and then sort of having to, uh, to accept the fact that people perhaps aren't all as, yeah. yeah. I think it was because uh, him as a player, he did take a lot of responsibility for club. So he, like, he did carry the team, you know, through certain stages of his career. Um, but, you know, as you can imagine, when you're in such a big organisation, there's a lot of people underneath you that everything needs to, you know, work and everyone needs to put in the right amount of effort, you know, in order to get the result. And I think he was taking so many options away from the group and the staff and everything like that, that it made it hard. And then once he kind of took that step back and, you know, allowed the assistant coaches to do their job, you know, the players to, you know, have a bit more trust in what they can do out on the field. It just, we went leaps and bounds from there. And you think that your relationship personally with Bucks has, has really benefited from that? Yeah, definitely. I was, I think, cause I, you know, you know what I'm like, footy's not my whole life. You know, that's footy's about this much of my life. Um, and he understands that, but he allows me to have that freedom, if that makes sense. So I don't want to be bombarded with football talk and um, what I need to work on flat out. It's we we have a you know an off field relationship, which is really good, and it's more just about how his family's going, my family's going, everything like that. You know what I mean? The main things in life. So, so that's a um, bit more about how you sort of function as a human being. Yeah, yeah. Because everyone has their issues. You know what I mean? So, and you know, footy's footy's one of those things where it's. It's hard because if footy's not going well, you don't want to go home and, you know, make everything else hard for everyone else. So um, it's, it is one of those things where it's a frustrate can be a frustrating job, but I think when you're open and, and loving and caring like he is for the group now, it, it makes it so much easier because we all have each other's back. That's awesome. And tell us a bit about um, – you've told me a really funny story the other day about one of the assistant coaches, Rob Harvey. Yeah, so uh, Robert Harvey, I think he was saying he had this, this I think it was an Achilles or something like that issue and he was speaking to another guy who had been playing with that injury for six weeks and then eventually once it snapped, he said he had no pain. So throughout that six weeks, he was saying it was absolutely killing him. So um, banger. Achilles or? Yeah, he's Achilles. So banger being banger um, just decided, all right, well, I'll skip the whole six-week process and I'll try and snap it myself. <laughs> so he went home and, and jumped off the the table out in his backyard and and landed in a bit of a flex like making sure he had you know bent his achilles and bang it snapped and he played the next week but it's quite funny he was telling me um that another bloke from another club rang him and said did you actually do this and he said yeah that's what i did i snapped it and then i was good from then so this other bloke took it another step further and jumped off his fence and actually broke his ankle <laughs> Good one, banger. I know. That, <laughs> that's hilarious. You reckon he's going to get that St Kilda job or another senior job at some point? I think, yeah, he's probably due for a senior job. I think he's going to, you know, he's a he's a fantastic, you know, <clears throat> he's got so much knowledge of the game um, and I think that will hold him in good stead. But he's just a ripper bloke. Like, he, and, you know, anyone can get along with him, which is awesome. But, you know, he know. I reckon he's ready for that next step and it's good that, you know, other clubs want our coaches because it means we've got the right people in place. So, mm. And going back to West Coast for a moment, you guys got that awesome win a few weeks back, the one-point win. Um, that must have been an awesome game to be part of. Tell us from start to finish what's it like to play over in West Coast when you're like a little army going over on, you know, enemy territory. Yeah, it's literally that. And um, it's cool. It's cool now talking about it because, you know, over time it's, it can be pretty. Uh, what, what would you say the will be? Uh, pretty full on, I guess, and and an experience in itself. So, 
Um, yeah, you go over, they play, I think it's Joker and the Thief by Wolf Mother when they're running out. So you imagine they're pumping that, the lights are flashing, the crowd's screaming, they've got a big blow-up eagle. doesn't really look like an eagle. But. And you, <laughs> and you bought, you, your team's already out Yeah, there, we're, we're already out. So we're being forced to watch this whole show go down. It's like you're at, some, at a concert. Um, but even that, like I was standing there, I was going, shit, like this is pumping me up too. So um, you can only imagine how good it would be for them I'd with their whole myself. crowd. So. <laughs> but it, yeah, it's one of those things over time you kind of look and I like, I've, you know, I've played a fair few years now, but that's probably the best I've seen is in pre-game entertainment mm. any AFL club does, mm. so which is cool. And then you uh, obviously played those guys in the in the grand final last time. How do you feel about West Coast and potentially meeting them in the finals this time around? Yeah, I think, you know, up until when we beat them by one point, they definitely had the wood over us. So, but I think that one point win, that's just that confidence we needed. You know, that's something in our head now to know, you know, we can actually do it like this. They don't always beat us. So that's going to be huge. That's going to be huge for us. And that's obviously important. So they don't have the home, the uh, second chance either. The yeah, they final. don't have the second chance. So oh, that, that'll be interesting. Bit. But like, you know, like I was saying, finals, anything can happen. So any team can pop up and, and perform when they need to. Yeah. Yeah, and you've got Richmond there as well who have really come good. You Richmond have come must good. Must be a little bit nervous. Doggies as well. Doggies, doggies, you know, doggies are one of them teams. They they're like they play good as factor. a team, you know what I mean? Mm. They have X Factor. So they've been they've been obviously really good to watch and they've been smashing teams. So, you know, they're underdogs probably that they can come in and do probably really well. Richmond always good. So there's a few that are, you know. And you had probably one of your best, if not your most memorable game against Richmond in the prelim last yeah. year. Yeah. Tell us about how that went down. and Yeah, so obviously um, playing Richmond there, like I think, you know, everyone just expected Richmond to win. So we came in there with, you know, we were just going, oh, we'll come out swinging and see what happens, you know. we got nothing yeah, to lose here and and that was probably the best part. And for me it was just like, oh, I'm pretty sure I kicked the first goal of the game. And I was playing on rant, so it was like I knew – like this, I had to play well, do you know what I mean? Like I just knew he's such a good player that I needed to get on top early and, and make sure I was on my game. So I had a real focus on that. And, you know, everything just started to connect for us. You know, Coxie was taking big grabs. All the forwards were putting pressure on and we kind of beat Richmond at their own game. So and to do that really in front of 95,000 when mm. no one expected us to win was unreal. What was the atmosphere like? It was electric, I think. Like I was, it was funny because all the Richmond, I think, was all the Richmond fans were stunned. You know, we had them on the back foot since the start of the game. Mm. Um, and then all, obviously you imagine all the Pies fans are over the moon. So um, that that's one of them moments I'll never forget. Um, but, you know, like I said, that was that's a moment in time and, and you know, we've got to come out and do all that again. So it's exciting. You're feeling positive? Are the boys feeling positive? What's it like around the club? Yeah, it's good. Um, you know, everyone's excited, finals time. You know, everyone's doing all, all the extras they can um, just to set themselves up. So... Yeah, it should be a good, good yeah. time ahead. And uh, you know, there's been uh, a lot, to, a lot to say about Collingwood's culture over the years. They've had some funny characters. You know, uh, the Rat Pack of you know Swanee, Dids, Heath Shaw. Um, was Benny Johnson? Was he Benny a part Johnson, of that yep. Rat Pack? Yeah. Maybe, maybe liquor. You know. Yep. Tell, tell us a little bit about you know the new Rat Pack emerging in yourself. And definitely not. A, definitely not a new Rat Pack because we just could not ever compete with the old Rat Pack. So <laughs> they're just some of the stories you hear are just like oh, it's unbelievable. Like the, some of the stuff they got away with and everything. Like, even some of the times they got caught. You know, if we did half the stuff now, 
would get crucified and probably wouldn't even have a job. So we've, you know, that's that's never going to be the case again. I think you're never going to see anyone like those those boys. Um, but yeah, it's just it's just, just worlds, funny knowing worlds them. colliding back. Yeah, then. worlds colliding back then, and it's just funny. Like they were all the same, and you meet them. They're all the same knockabout blokes. You're like having a good time. But the funny thing was when it come down to game day, they were all there and killing it. So mm. you know, probably the one that stands out most is Swanee. Yeah. Uh, when everyone looks at him, he's such a funny character. He got the best one-liners you can possibly imagine. Yeah. What was it like, you know, working with him and how would you sort of compare him as a person and as a player to what you'd sort of see in the media about him? Yeah, in the media, it's just that like he's he is laid back and loves having a good time. But when it come down to training, when he needed to, he would work his ass off, you know. Behind closed doors, he would work really hard and, you know, make sure he was ready to go and, you know, you, you you say, you know, you'd watch him during the year um, training. He would probably have three, two touches of the football for the whole training session, not even really wanting to touch the ball, just get back inside where it was warm. And then come game day, he's probably had 35 and two goals. So yeah, but he stayed fit. And- he stayed fit and whenever he was needed or we needed someone to step up, he was always that bloke. So yeah. just to play with him was unbelievable. And it's just funny, you know, people in the media – they only see this much of Dane Swan, you know what I mean? So, yeah. How did he manage to? Because he's such a good athlete and getting so many, so much of the footy and such a big tank. How did he develop that tank? Just worked his ass off, really. I know he spent a lot of time in the altitude room, in just doing running sessions. Yeah, in pre-season. So, oh. um, but yeah, like he's he's one in a million. I think like the way he he can party. The man can really party. Everyone <laughs> knows that. Um, you know, he would party on weekends, but at the end of the day, he came. Every day throughout the week, he didn't miss a day and he performed on the weekend. It's like, well, what more can you really want from a bloke? Yeah, I guess that's just his way of sort of going about things. Yeah, and that was, that was the thing. It was like you can't really tell him not to do it because, you know, he was he was allowed to do it. He would always do it when he was allowed, if that makes sense, you know, in, within the, the team rules and stuff like that. Um, and at the end of it, he didn't didn't like skip a Monday if he was hungover or anything. He'd still be there, still train, and then on the weekend he'd still perform. So really, he's go not doing. It. Yeah, go out and kill it. And so really, I I couldn't say anything wrong with that. Yeah, you guys have a pretty good relationship. You and Swanee, you're still hanging out every now and then. And yeah, he's up. yeah he's good. He's he's often just jet setting around the world. Uh, the lucky fella. Um, but yeah, like I said, he's he's pretty much set himself up from football, which is awesome to see. And he's got a lot going for him, which is really good. Mm. And then a different sort of character in Pendles. He's such like obviously the ultimate professional, captain, fantastic, everything. Tell us a bit about, about him as a person, as a player. Yeah, Pendles has been massive for me. Um, just that, you know, that wise head, you know, around the football club. He, he knows, you know, what what it takes to succeed i guess and be the best player he can be so just to watch him go about his work is is really you know second to none i don't know if there's anyone better in it but in the afl at that aspect of it and you see how good he's playing now he's still absolutely dominating at the highest level and he's what is he 32 33 Mm. he's getting pretty old the big fella but (laughs) if he keeps playing the way he does he might play at least 50 and i wouldn't be surprised if he does far out that's that's scary to think about but yeah, he's still killing it, though. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, still doing an awesome job. Yeah, unreal. Yeah, and uh, is there any other blokes, obviously besides myself, of course, who you look up to outside of football? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> I can't yeah. do it all. So. Yeah, probably um, Paul Lecure. He was pretty big for me. Um, big liquor. So when I got suspended, um, he kind of took me under his wing and made sure you know I was where I needed to be and doing all the right things. Um, even worked for his business for a while there as well, which was a bit of fun, but. Um, you know, at the same time, Lickers, he's, he's got his head screwed on right. He's a really good business person. 
he still has fun at the same time. Do you know what I mean? So that's that's why I think we get along because I'm not, you know, the most perfect person you're ever going to meet. Um, and I've made plenty of mistakes along the way. Um, and yeah, he just gets that and he understands me, which is cool. Mm, that's awesome. And is there anybody else that you can really pinpoint that's had an impact on you and that you can sort of like Buddha? Or? Yeah, Buddha's been really good. He's, I just like people who, you know, like to have fun. Like I don't take myself seriously at all. So um, usually I just talk a lot of shit with the boys around the club and they think I'm a dickhead, but that's my sense of humor, I guess. Mm. And, and that's a bit of fun. So if I can just lighten up the day a little yeah. day a little bit, it's always good. And uh, no, someone who definitely lightens up the day is Benny Crocker. Yeah, Tell us a little be, bit Benny Crocker. Crocker. <laughs> yeah, Croc's funny. The so <laughs> the difference, yeah, Croc's, yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's hilarious. So he does all the stupid shit around the club and, and just makes people laugh. And I think that's what they love about him. He, he never takes himself seriously, but. When it comes down to it, he trains hard and plays hard. So mm, he's got good, good endurance, great Yeah, he does. Yeah. So he'll be wrapped with this mention on the podcast. Well, mate, you know, he's earned it. <laughs> yeah. Pay me later, Croc. <laughs> and uh, tell us about when you were growing up. The um, Obviously, you loved your dirt bike riding. Tell us about uh, that. You know, you're doing your backflips on, on – on uh, your BMX. We can find yeah. that on YouTube, young Jordan DeGoey backflip if you want to yeah. go on YouTube. <laughs> um, BMX. Yeah, I was a bit of a little daredevil when I was a kid. Um, I pretty much, as soon as I got off training wheels, I had a motorbike. So got into that, started racing that. Um, and then, yeah, ever since I was a young kid, dad always used to flip me into swimming pools and stuff like that. Flip you into swimming pools? Yeah, like teach me how to do Sink it or all. Sink or swim type thing. Sink or swim, yeah. That's, that's kind of why me and dad have been, which has been good, but. Yeah, he taught me all the stuff so I can, you know, I can do all the flips and everything like that now. And Oh, so, you, so your old man taught you that? Yeah, well, he could never actually do it himself. He just threw, used to throw me in the pool and I'd kind of get the hang of it and then just kind of teach myself from there, so. <laughs> I, can t- I can just imagine him throwing yeah, you in the pool. Yeah, but just, I would have been loving I'm it as a little nutcase as a kid, so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and tell us about uh, the injuries that you sustained that uh, – led you away from BMX riding? Yeah, well, I was actually motorbike riding. Close oh, whatever, whatever um, it was. I just <laughs> uh, I broke my elbow. So I broke the, um, I don't know, whatever the end bone is on your elbow. Mm. Um, and then I also just put my teeth through my lip. So my top top um, set of teeth through that lip there. And yeah, explains a lot. put a bit of metal in there as well, um, which the dentist had to fish out and also killed that front tooth. So, yeah, there's a so few little did things. did go black? Yeah, it went because I um, smashed it and obviously I had to get stitches, but we didn't realize my tooth was um, dead for a good couple of weeks until it started going black. And then, yeah, <laughs> mum and dad weren't too happy with the, uh, and the, the dentist bill. And the elbow. And the elbow, yeah, just fell off and um, one of those things. But I guess motorbikes, one of those sports where broken bones is pretty common. Um, and then, yeah, so football and motorbikes are a whole different ball game, I guess. Do you reckon you'd be still doing that if, if, if you didn't realize that you were a half-decent footy player? Yeah, probably, yeah. So I'll probably be on the tools during midweek and then motorbike riding and going out on the weekend. So uh, there wouldn't be much to me, but I definitely prefer this lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you've uh, come around Fight Fit a few times. You don't mind a Fight Fit class? Tell us about that. Yeah, so I did a uh, did one of the challenges classes with Jake. Um, so that's Jake, me. Yeah, that's Jake, that bloke there in the uh, grey. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it was, it was so much fun, but obviously ended up nearly tearing my hamstring off the bone from doing 100 um we were doing burpees mm. sit-ups all these random exercises that i hadn't done in a while in my off season and um, yep. the weight was starting to pack on and the great man doesn't mess around does he no nah, he doesn't old poor poor firefield it was actually <laughs> quite funny it was about 35 degrees and 
decided to turn all the fans off being real old school. So it was a good fun session. No fans and no music. No fans, no music. Don't look at the clock until the time's up and he'll yell it out. So yeah. what was, was, that? I was I was looking at the other day that you guys had some boxing thing and Tay Adams and Travi Varco were doing some boxing yesterday. Yeah, so Tay Adams and um, – Levi Greenwood, they got 12 rounds uh, in Port Melbourne. So they got a little boxing gym there. And um, yeah, I think, you know, boxing any any level um, for anybody is, is obviously really good. I think it's another level of fitness and it's and it's a good way to defend yourself, I guess, and be able to protect yourself if you need. So um, that's why I love it. I think, you know, you can't really compare running fit to boxing fit. It's a whole different ball game, but I think there is a lot of similarities to being fit, you know. Do you reckon you'd potentially have, done boxing if, if it weren't for footy? Yeah, it was something dad wishes he got me into earlier was boxing. So um, I don't have the most amazing head, so probably not going to be a model anytime soon. No, but still me and you, a couple of scrum crabs. Um, <laughs> that's probably a good thing for us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still getting it smashed though in here all the time. <laughs> oh, we'll forget that one happened. <laughs> Uh, so what's on for you, mate, for the next few weeks before the game? You're going to nah, get going all red there. Yeah, I know, mate. You <laughs> look like a genuine smash crab now, like a dropped tomato. Uh, <laughs> uh, what's going to be happening for me? Not much. I'll be training flat out, um, preparing, making sure this hammy's good to go, and then come a um, few days I'll be out playing the G, so it's exciting times ahead. Mm. And you guys uh, had the retirement of Goldie. Yeah, Goldie. Great man. Yeah, it's quite sad. You never want to see the old blokes leave the club, but, um, you know, we watched some of his highlights and what he's done in being able to do in his career, and it's been pretty impressive. So yeah. um, fantastic career. So congrats, Goldie, if you're, if you're listening or watching. I'm sure he is, mate. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure he is, yeah, 100%. And Danny, will he, will he go on? Oh, I hope so. I think, you know, funny man. he's been he? really unfortunate with injuries, obviously, the later part of his career. So just for him to, I don't know, get back on the field and feeling healthy again, I think that'll be really good. Mm. I hope he does play on. I yeah. think you guys could definitely still use him, but definitely. this is the knee recos. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're one of the most damaging injuries in the sport. And I think, you know, obviously it's tough mentally and physically. So Did Woody do one? Yeah, he did unfortunately he did his fifth. I, I saw that he might have done it. Fifth on the same knee, so... Yeah, Alex Woodward tough. playing VFL on the weekend. Got ah, oh, that is he's such a good dude. Yeah, exactly, and that's what's frustrating that a lot of people with these injuries, you know. And that's that's the hardest part. It affects their personal life as well. It's not just you know what I mean. Your, your football life. So yeah, you have to live with that for yeah, the rest, exactly for the right. rest of your life. Have yeah, the boys exactly. been getting around Woody? Yeah, I think so. I think um, I think he went in for surgery, so I think he's got a bit to weigh up whether it's worth going again. Um, yeah. Obviously, considering his history, so. What's it like for somebody who did, who does a knee and then what do they have, what's the rehab process? Because pretty much when you're looking from the outside, you see them do the knee and then they're they back. clutch it and then a year later they're back. Yeah. You don't see anything nah, in between. It's, it's ridiculous. Like the amount of work they have to put into all these little steps. Like like I tell you, I've been hating rehab for the last five weeks. You imagine what it's like for, you know, ten months. So to see Shaz go through it, Dunny, oh, it's it's a tough place, like mentally, just to be able to, you know come back to a place every day when you're not part of the group, you're not training and all you have to do is stay in the gym, work your ass off, do all these stupid little exercises which, you know, in turn help you but at the time you, you can't be bothered doing so it's tough. Mm. And if you could see Collingwood really um, having a charge toward the final, what would be the thing that you think would be most important that the players get right and the coaches get right? Uh, I think it's just that, that um, connection. We talk about connection and that's just, you know, knowing what the next person's going to do so – 
Um, if I see who, say, uh, Pendles with the ball in the midfield, I know he's more likely to look lower with his kick. So it's I'll, I'll hit up to him where there's other blokes who like to kick longer. So I'll lead longer, if that makes sense, or I'll go back towards goal. So just those little things, if we can stay connected and in tune, you know, you feel like you're untouchable out there. And Ruffy's been playing forward the last yep. few weeks. Yep. What do, what do you think is the go that you reckon he'll stay I don't there? know. That's one thing we haven't really spoken about at this stage. So um, it'll be interesting to see what the coaches decide to do. But Do you uh, do you take that factor away? Because Coxie's not going to be playing. Coxie's not going to be playing. I think Reedy's almost back. So that could be a oh, potential. Oh, so Reedy could come back. Potentially. Um, he's on the same timeline as me in terms of injury-wise. But maybe Reedy. Who knows? Did he play VFL? No, he didn't. No. I don't know. So that's that's the thing. I don't know what they're going to do. He was playing well earlier in the season. It probably wouldn't be against... Yeah, that's what I mean. would be a completely ridiculous move to chuck him straight back in. That's what I mean. So it'll be interesting to yeah. see. Speaking of playing well early, earlier in the year, Daniel Wells came back and he kicked was he kicked three and a half. Three, and then three and a half, himself. yeah, against Sydney. And then he – was that his first game back, yeah? Yeah, that was his first game back. AFL-wise, yeah. Poor bloke. I know, yeah. So he's been one of those ones. He just brings class. He's just class act. Could he, could he be an X factor in Potentially. That's the thing. You never know. We've got so many blokes coming back. It's going to be hard to mm. fill everyone in, but it'll be interesting to see what the coaches decide. Yeah. And in terms of young blokes at the club, who are the ones that are really standing out for you at the moment? Oh, well, you got like your Steve-O. Good to have Steve-O back. Isaac Quainer. He's been really good. I think he'll develop, you know, into AFL even more. Um, he just needs more games. Hopefully Nathan Murphy can get himself right. Um Tyler Brown, there's a few. There's plenty of kids. I heard are, big raps about Tyler Brown. Tell us about how he how he goes about it. Yeah, he's just uh, he's just developed leaps and bounds. I think he's just got confidence in himself and playing at the highest level. So hopefully, once he gets his opportunity, he takes it, and then he'll just go from there. I reckon. Awesome. Well, what else would you say uh, to the Collingwood supporters out there who are who are um, feeling nervous about the finals? It'll be it'll be uh, finals week when all, this gets released. All, yeah, it's all normal to be no- nervous, I guess. So just come down, support us. We'll really appreciate it and uh, we'll try our best, that's for sure. Awesome. And just the last one, um, in terms of kids, I know you get a lot of kids who come up to you and ask you about, you know, they want to be footy players and all, all, yeah, all that. Yeah, all the, yep. You'd be the last bloke I'd ask. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. But just what, what advice would you give to young kids coming up? Uh, just enjoy your footy. I think I get that question. I get asked that question a shitload. So, um, yeah, literally just enjoy your footy. I think that's all I did as a kid. Um, and I hate when parents are getting all this, you know, putting so much pressure on their kids. Just let the kids play. Let them kids enjoy it. I think you develop the most when you're, when you're happy and having fun. So that's – I know that's what I did and, and that's what I reckon most kids should be doing. Well, keep doing your thing, mate. It's Will been do. good. As I said, you know, you've, you've been begging me to come on the podcast <laughs> for months now. So you must be stoked to have, uh, to have finally got on, mate. Yeah, mate. It was, it's unreal here. You Loving can come it. down, do some classes. I'll put you through, I'll put you through your paces. <laughs> Don't know if you'll be able to keep up. But <laughs> oh, Jesus. Thanks, mate. Been a pleasure. Thanks, Cheers. Thank you.